0: Hello and welcome to The Pactum. I'm Mike Grimes here today with Pat Abendroth, and we're here for episode 90, continuing our series on the solas this We are getting month.
1: close to 100. Yes. We're going to have to do something special. We are going
0: to have to do something special
1: for our like 100th maybe take a vacation. Oh. That's what we should do. We should take our the 100th one- episode. Oh, we'll skip 100. We'll skip It'll it. just go from 99 to 101. We're gone. We're out. But today we're going to be talking about Solus Christus. Solus Christus? Solus? You know, I was thinking about that. We salute Christ. We salute you. I've heard
0: Solus Christus. Solus Christus. I mean, you know, Solus Christus. I don't know. That's what we're going to talk about today okay. on the Pactum. <laughs>
1: we are talking about Christ alone. Yes. That's so these five slogans, uh, five profound theological statements, salvation is by grace alone through faith alone on account of the finished work of Christ alone for the glory of God alone based upon the authority of Scripture alone as special revelation. So these are helpful. I heard someone say they animated the, the Reformation.
0: They animated the Reformation. And I like that. That's cool. I yeah, like that.
1: They should still animate us today. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of fuel the fire, keep us going, keep it simple. I am thankful for the solas. And when it comes to solas Christus, if that's how you're supposed to say it, when it comes to this great doctrine, it's Christ alone, I was actually encouraged about how many like YouTube videos I found. Oh, yeah. Always wanting to do a little bit of research and find sure. out what well, people are saying. There were tons of them. And I, I was I was pleased. I was happy. So good job out there, churches and pastors who want to talk about the sufficiency of Christ, I had an early morning, kind of a late night, feeling a little bit um, disheveled and in uh, mental shambles. Uh Uh-oh. So I needed just one more little sip of coffee. Maybe you should talk to people about the Pactum coffee for a moment while while you. I back away from the microphone. (laughs) And I don't want people to hear me swallow. Slurp. Hey, if you haven't heard about the
0: Pactum coffee, we have our very own coffee finally available for you. Uh, You may have already purchased it. You may have already enjoyed drinking that Tenebrous Dark.
1: Just as I did. Yes, just as you did. So if
0: you would be interested in partaking of the Tenebrous Dark Pactum coffee blend, you can do that. You can go to our website, thepactum.org, and go to the store, and you can order
1: yourself a bag of beans. Fresh roasted in Omaha, Nebraska, after the foundation of the Pactumverse. Pactumverse. Yeah, yeah nice get you some of those beans actually we're on our last bag at my house so i have to uh, you're going through it yeah it's pretty good my wife likes it so it's all good in my house we had to buy a new coffee maker because my proverbs 32 wife she cleaned the coffee maker (laughs) with some kind of weird cleaner and now everything tastes like maybe it melted the oh no i I don't know the gaskets or something inside and we cannot we've tried everything that's odd so bought a new one yesterday all right. Yep. Oh, well, now it's going to taste fantastic. It actually again. tastes pretty good. So I'm pretty thankful for that. <laughs> That's so why. before we talk about the sufficiency of Christ and salvation is in Christ alone because right. of what he's done for us, I learned something new today. Uh, my social media feed told me about a special holiday uh, oh. in Nepal, and it's Dog Worship Day. Mike. What? Are you serious? It's, it's, it's called Kukur? I don't know. Kukur Tihar. Kukur Day. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds kind of kooky. No way. So, yeah, some kind of, um, oh, anyway, it's in Nepal, and they worship dogs on a certain day, and it's in October some years. This year, I think it's in October, and they do dog face painting. No way. (laughs) Dog dog decorating (laughs) on kooker day where you have to be nice to dogs. So I think you should always be nice to dogs, but you probably shouldn't do face dog dog face painting. That's weird. And and you probably shouldn't worship them. But if Uh they're asking, I might say they should call it Ready. Reformation Day. <laughs> so, oh boy! Oh, the mind, the mind is a terrible uh, thing. But you can look it up online. K u k u r, Kukur, Tihar Day, um, and it's tied somehow to Hinduism. And they 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 make them special oh. treats. They make them special necklaces. The little you know face paint on the oh, forehead sure, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, don't tell my dog it's. Cukor
1: Tihar, he'll think he needs even more spoiled, that's for I sure. I think a lot of people in America do Cukor Tihar, even every dog, day. Right? There's yeah. dog worshipers. <laughs> little pampered princess Let dogs. me follow you around, dog, when you're walking, and I'll pick up after you with <laughs> a little true. bag. It's, it's true. It's like, what? Are, what? Humans are amazing. Oh, man. So, but it came up maybe, maybe my social media read my mind because I was thinking in terms of Christ alone for salvation. Mm. Uh, here, dog worship is not a good idea. No, uh, it's we, not. It's, it's not a good idea at all. It's not to get you to heaven, um, Christ and Christ alone can. So yes. that's why we should sanctify this episode <laughs> and uh, segue into talk. working
0: our way through this yes. sola. Right. So when we
1: talk about what uh, solus Christus is, I think it's pretty obvious on the face of it. We're talking about salvation in Christ alone. He's the one and only Savior. He's the one you must trust in to be saved, you need to be saved. So I think it's we don't really need to define it. It's pretty straightforward. Right.
0: pretty straightforward. Makes sense when you think about it. Christ alone for so, salvation. So
1: yeah. what if we deny it? What are the other options? So people who don't like Solus Christus, uh, I did try to find videos on that, and I couldn't find any. I, I was, on deniers
0: of it? Yeah, I was okay, like yeah.
1: typing in Solus Christus is not biblical, oh, or sure, refuted, yeah. or rebutted. I not much. Huh? I didn't find anything, so that that's good. That's good. It's positive. That's good. <laughs> so, what
0: are the other options? I mean, what do people? Well, I think we have to after?
1: let's let's think about this as far as. People who don't think they need Christ because they're universalists, they don't believe in heaven, sure, they don't believe yeah. in hell, uh, they believe in the goodness of the human spirit. So if you have that kind of theology, you obviously are not going to believe in Christ alone for salvation right. because you don't need Christ right. because yeah. there is no salvation. Uh, one person made a profound point and said "Said this, the Reformation was more than anything else an assault on faith in humanity. Hmm. I thought that was pretty good yeah, uh, because it can't be by anything you do, uh, right. whether Aided by religion, whether aided by Christ or just um, nakedly speaking. Right. Yeah. On the face of it. So that's
0: interesting. Assault on faith and humanity.
1: Yep. I I suppose you're going to reject uh, Solus Christus uh, also if you don't know Latin. No. (laughs) (laughs) If you think that there are other roads that lead to heaven. Sure. Right. So there are other saviors. If you do Cucur Te Harde. Right. Yeah. If you're. (laughs) If you're a Hindu, you probably don't believe in Christ alone. In fact, you for sure don't. Right. So there would be an example of people who don't believe in Solus Christus. But the big one when it comes to this argument, this debate, because it is Reformation month, it is October. And so we're talking about being Protestant. We're talking about being reformed Christians. Uh, Rome uh, doesn't believe in Solus Christus, even though they would say they that would they say, do. Yeah, right. uh, they actually do not. And here, here we have the Reformation and we celebrate it and we're animated, animated by, by it. it still even today. So let's talk about Romish kinds of things sure. that would undermine, that would undercut Solus Christus, not because we despise Roman Catholics. We love them on the pactum, uh, but we are not fans of the religious system, right. to put it bluntly, lightly. right. So h- h- let's talk about Mary a little bit. Sure. Yep. So Mary is considered by Roman Catholics to be a co-redemptrix. Co-redemptrix. That doesn't even sound that, good, that, no, right? She's a co-mediator. Does. So I I pulled this up recently. This is from EWTN. I didn't know what that stood for. I just knew it's the Catholic Network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eternal Word Television Network. Oh, I guess it's I didn't know that. Not great marketing. So you call it EWTN and no right. one actually knows what it is. Mary's cooperation in redemption. She is mediatrix of all. or med- mediatrix mediatrix we're 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 paid public speakers mike yeah i'm well
0: that's different than reading (laughs) it's true
1: (laughs) she's the mediator in other words she's a co-redemptrix of all graces it says that's quoting a oh a father william g most in his work mary mediatrix mediatrix of all graces so you she's a co-redeemer and yep. that, that would be that would be problematic that's,
0: that's a problem yeah
1: uh-huh so there's a problem if you're a roman catholic you're supposed to believe things like that which really undercuts it um it devalues the sufficiency of christ because now you need he needs help he doesn't right. do it all yeah. and you're going to find it somewhere Yeah. Else. so
0: you have that need for christ but only for part of it you've got to. Add some else, and other could, stuff to it.
1: And we could get into the weeds as far as why, because, you know, maybe Jesus is, he's so great and so awesome and so lofty that uh, the, the way to the heart of Jesus is through his mother, mm-hmm. that kind of, there's been all kinds of rationale. The problem is it's not biblical. Right. We're going to talk about that in a little while. Right. I hope it would shock people's eyes out to think of Mary as a co-redeemer. Yeah, yeah. But it's... Pretty commonly held. Yes, yes it is. Okay, how about if you drop some more knowledge on us from the Council of Trent, yeah, Session I mean, 22, yeah, yeah. that undercuts the sufficiency of Christ as Savior.
0: Right, in the Council of Trent, Session 22, uh, on the sacrifice of the Mass, so thinking about uh, what takes place in the Mass and what the Roman Catholics would teach about that. Chapter 2, they say that the sacrifice of the Mass is propitiatory, both for the living and the dead. So it makes, aton- so, it makes yeah, atonement. Yeah, it makes atonement. What's happening? What's taking place? When the bells are ringing in the mass... It is propitiatory. To yeah, so, atonement. Uh, so
1: we would find that to be blasphemous yeah. because, um, no, Christ's historic work, some 2,000 or so years ago when he died on the cross, he made atonement for our sins. Uh, he is our propitiator. Propiti- he made propitiation atonement. Right. And so it doesn't happen uh, every day when the masses said. Right. Uh, and that would undercut the historic sufficiency, adequacy of Christ's work. Now, if we want to be uh, uh, tricksy about it, if we want to do kind of the Gollum approach here, yes. yeah, yeah, I think the response would be, well, since the mass actually is the same sacrifice, but it's unbloody, hmm. we're not uh, the Roman Catholic uh, system, the Roman Catholic um, apologist would say, actually, it's not denying Christ because it is Christ. Hmm. Yeah, But we think that's actually, yeah. you know, I don't know. Incorrect kukar <laughs> it's kind of incorrect. Kukar. Uh take your dog to work, do face painting, kind of stuff. So, it, yeah, it, it, it's a, that's offensive in, yes. in all seriousness. Yeah, uh, I have. I have a friend who's Roman Catholic and I had to say she was wanting to become Protestant, but she just couldn't leave the mass. Hmm. And so um, I can remember talking with her, my wife, Molly and I are speaking with her and her husband and you know what, we we will never be able to offer you that. Hmm. And we basically said, if, if it really does Propitiate. Yeah. You should stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we're not going to be able to do that we're for you. We're not going to be able to do that. If you can have your sins atoned for every week and it really is true, then you probably need to always stay there. And she knew that we didn't want her to stay there. Yeah. But it, it's a huge, massive claim, but it's a huge, massive assault against the sufficiency of Christ, our great savior. And right. so we're willing to fight over it. We're willing to raise our voices and say, this is out of line. This is out of control. Yep. Let's, be Let's be animated by the solas of the Protestant reformation, because otherwise we're compromising the gospel and we're robbing Christ of glory. Right. So yeah. maybe one more angle, maybe uh, we want to reach out to our friend turton Turretin. Yes. Uh, and so speaking of Latin and people who know a lot of things, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Turretin is a great resource when it comes to this sort of thing because uh, he is very logical and asking questions and answering them. Right, yeah. And he defends the sufficiency of the work of Christ over and against the Roman Catholic uh, teaching and Roman Catholic doctrine as it would relate to the saints. Yes. Merit by the saints. So under the heading, is Christ alone our mediator with God, he says, we affirm against the papists. Right. So... (laughs) Anyway, he does a good job in, in responding as to why, and uh, it's over and against the merits that are given to us by the saints, and they're mediating on our behalf. Uh, so, anyway, probably enough of that. Have we vented yep. enough I on think, the negative think, side of things? Yeah, we,
0: we can move on to the positive side,
1: maybe. This will be very good yes, it be
0: helpful. So what's the—we're talking about Solus Christus. What is the biblical basis— before that, so talked. if
1: you have a favorite verse to go to on the sufficiency of Christ and Christ's sacrifice, um, what would that be? I'm always drawn to First Timothy two five. Okay, good. I it's am. first on my list. It's
0: first on your list, and it's it is the first thing I think of.
1: Okay, why don't you drop that yes, Bible? 1, 1 Timothy on us.
0: two five. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Very clear, very simply stated. Yeah, no kidding. One right? God. One mediator between God and man, So, the man Christ So no
1: Jesus. room for the co-redeemer, there's co-mediator no, yeah, kind there's of thing. Yeah, there's no
0: two mediators. There's a mediator plus some help. It's one mediator. Good. I love it. I yeah, love it. Fantastic.
1: Well, and then maybe if we consider uh, the sufficiency of Christ and the need to believe in Christ, like not over and against, let's say, um, Roman Catholics, uh, but just naturalists or people who are pluralists, religiously speaking, uh, to respond to what they might say, well, you don't really even need a Savior. Mm. I would go to a passage like John fourteen six, where Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. Yeah. Acts 4 would be a similar one. Yeah. You need to have conscious faith in the one and only mediator who is none other than the way and the truth and the life. And it's very exclusive. Right. Um, but there is a way. And so instead of griping about, you know, the exclusivity sure, of Christ, yeah. <laughs> how about there is a way? There actually is a way. And he is, this This is how God has chosen to love the world. Maybe, yes. maybe you would choose to do it differently, but John three sixteen is pretty, pretty straightforward that God has chosen to love the world in a certain way. Right. Yeah. And it's by providing salvation through his son. How about instead of criticizing that, we, uh, Celebrate that is what we want to do. I love the fact that our Lord Jesus, be encouraged by this, says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hmm. And that's very exclusive. He and he alone is the one who saves his people from their sins, uh, can give rest. We can't give rest. Other people can't give rest. Ultimate rest is found in Christ. Hmm. The obligation we have to keep God's law that we can't keep, uh, well, Christ has, and so we find rest, we find peace in him. It's why we love, and if need be, even to fight, uh, but we love the re- fight for, we love the doctrine and the reality of solus Christus, rest in Christ. It's glorious and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other text you want to cover before we move on? I'm uh,
0: thinking about uh, Book of Hebrews and talking about Christ, like the and, whole thing, right, right the
1: whole The whole book Hebrews just ruined my <laughs> life on so many levels in a good way. I would say ruin in a good way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: the Book of Hebrews on a whole, but uh, thinking in chapter ten, talking about the sacrifice of Christ made once for all, uh, talking about the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Uh, That's in verse 10 of chapter 10. Then you've got later on in chapter or verse 12 of chapter 10, uh, Christ being a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Then in verse 14, same thing. By a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. So the once-for-all sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, not to be helped by anything else, not to be added to by anything else. But the once for all sacrifice.
1: The, the author just keeps banging or beating the same kind of drum. It's yeah. so good. Once and for all. Single sacrifice. Sufficiency, sufficiency, sufficiency. Right. Yeah. The book of Hebrews has changed a lot of people's lives for it's fantastic. good. Absolutely. Amazing. Yep. It's, it's not altogether easy to interpret. No. Nope. Uh, it's a challenge. It so can be. Yep. Who wrote Hebrews? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but some say Paul. Some say Paul. And some say Mary. <laughs> I, kid, I kid you not. Serious. I, I, I've 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 never know, heard. That. I have a doctorate, Mike. I don't. So enlighten <laughs> it might, me. <laughs> it might be a doctorate of ministry, but uh, I did have a Hebrews class, and we had to do all the background reading. And I just remember thinking, huh? People actually think that Mary wrote this, and was it Mary Magdalene? Oh, for <laughs> serious. It? I don't remember which which it was, but one of the, one of the Marys, one huh. of the many Marys. Um, I don't, yeah. I doubt Mary wrote it. I think I think God wrote it through think, through a human agent. I think you're right. How about that? I think you're right. Well done, doctor. All right, <laughs> continue <laughs> on talking
0: about these. So why must it be true? Why must why, it be yeah. true?
1: I, I this is one area of weakness that I think exists, and so I'm glad we get to address it. Yeah. I so think you're right. hopefully yeah. you've hung in with us this long. Maybe we should have started with this. But one reason that we really want to appreciate and uh, admire and cause us to have it cause us to worship God because there is salvation in Christ Mm. is because it, it it has to be, this has to be true for there to, for there to be any hope Mm. Uh, It has to be true for me to get my words out. Right. For there to be any hope for us, we have to have it be Christ alone because no one can meet the obligation. Right. The God's law is inflexible. His righteous standards are, you know, Inflexible, They are what they are, and he's not going to compromise. He's not going to lower the standard. And if that's the case, there's only one who can meet the standard. There's right. only one who can perfectly obey God's law. And maybe quoted on the pactum or referred to at least more than any other text. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we do it a lot, sure. and that would be Romans 10. Yeah. yeah. So in Romans 10, we have to get this straight in our minds. There is a requirement, a legal requirement for perfect obedience— and there's no possible way anyone can meet that other than the one who did, and that would be Jesus. Right. And so we need we need someone to meet the obligation for us is what we're saying. Hmm. So d- don't ever forget the significance of Romans ten three for being ignorant of the righteousness of God. So that would be God's legal requirement, and in so many wa- so many ways, this is why there was a Reformation. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's this ha- thing that haunted Luther: righteousness. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I I love learning about what Luther was going through as far as you know just just do more try harder love, love God more be more yeah, righteous right yeah and he's like I don't love God I hate God right because I've come to grips with this this reality of God's inflexible righteousness hmm. so for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own they did not submit to God's righteousness so think if you would Pactum listeners in terms of what God requires uh, but they. The, the Jews had lost sight of that. So somehow they'd lost sight of God's strict, inflexible standard of perfect, personal, perpetual obedience. In mm-hmm. other words, the righteousness of God, they, they were ignorant of that. Not because God didn't tell them again and again, uh, but they'd lost sight of it. And so then they don't submit to God's righteousness. And we're going to learn what that is if we keep reading. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Aha! That's the good news. Yeah. But if you don't see the standard as this absolute, strict, unscalable kind of wall, then you won't be desperate. You'll look internally. You'll look to maybe other helpers uh, to get you righteousness. No, you can't. You have to look outside of yourself uh, to to Christ and only to Christ, God's provision of perfect righteousness. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so fantastic. it
1: has to be. Yeah. But I think one maybe reason, Mike, why we don't have this appreciation and love for and glorying in Christ and Christ alone as the all-sufficient Savior, it's because we actually don't realize what the, the obligation is.
0: Right. Yeah, I think you're right. So, it seems like people have glanced past that, and it's just purely... Christ died for my sins and we're all good.
1: Right. So maybe what we need to do first and foremost is we need to go back to preaching more law. Yeah. Law, 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 law. But let's call it law. Let's have people be desperate in Mm -hmm. their sins so that when we then preach Christ and we preach the gospel, oh, that's right. And it it has to be that way. Sure. God's not grading on a curve. God's not giving us... uh, any any kind of watered-down obligations, and maybe with a little bit of help by the saints or something like that, sure. the obligation can be met. That's kooker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which does bring us to this matter about Christ's active and passive obedience. Right, yeah. So it's not only atonement and forgiveness, it's also positively provided righteousness because of Christ's obedience to the law. It, it has to be this way, or there's absolutely no hope. But once we know that we're hopeless, our hope and confidence can be in Christ. Right. Good news.
0: Yes, it's absolutely. great news. Yeah, and we've got a couple episodes on the active and passive obedience of Ooh. Christ if you want to check those out. A couple of Lone Ranger episodes. We did those a minute fact. or two ago. Those as a have been fact. from quite a while ago. But but those are basement tapes. Those are the basement. Yes. They were. They were actually done in a basement. I think you were maybe like doing. Prison time, or something where, I, It where, might have been, where, been during were... my stint in prison. It might have been. Uh, but episodes 23 and 24. Okay. It's <laughs> Active Obedience, the act of, obedience yeah. of
1: Christ. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Check those out. Let's move on.
0: Yes. All right. So, how does this intersect with the other solos? We've already talked about uh, the uh, Sola Scriptura. We've talked about Sola Gradia. We've got Sola Fide. We've got Sola Deo Gloria coming up. How does this intersect with all of that?
1: Good memory there, by the way. Just dropping all of that off Ooh. the top of your head. He, was was, hard work. he wasn't even looking at his notes. It
0: was, I, I wasn't. I was waving my hands around trying to make the memory appear. I, right. I thought
1: you were reaching for the packed snow globe.
0: <laughs> I was. But I, I should have. It might have even if helped If it was you. snowing it, over there, I would have gotten it.
1: Maybe next time we have to pronounce hard words, we could just make it snow a little bit. And that, that would might, work. Might help. Okay. Might help. So how does
0: it intersect with all these
1: things? Really, I think when you think about Christ alone, it's it's so that's why sola fide is true. That's why it's yeah. justification by grace alone. Through faith alone, because really what we're saying when we say through faith alone, which will be a different episode, right. we're saying it's Christ alone. Yes. Because right. it's not faithfulness on right. our part. We're resting in Christ alone. So these are inseparable. Right.
0: I think faith has an object. Absolutely. Right, and so Christ is the object of our faith. So, right, when we say faith alone, it's faith in what? In Christ. There's a lot it's of Christ alone.
1: really good inseparable overlap when it comes to all of these kinds of doctrines. Right, so yeah. That, that's a good way to, to summarize it all there because it animates the Reformation. It animates and it. And it animates us. It keeps us going and keeps us away from kooker, dog <laughs> worship, face painting.
0: Damn, that's the weirdest thing. Oh, man. Indeed
1: it is. That's funny. So why do you think this doesn't
0: get more attention if this is so vital, so important, animates – us. Why do you think it doesn't get more well, I, attention? Well, I do
1: have to say, give credit where credit is due. There are a lot of sermons on YouTube on this topic, so I, it gets it gets way more attention than I thought it would get. Sure. So I'm thankful about that. Uh, I am concerned a little bit that we don't speak in these terms, even if we don't say Solus Christus. Hmm, yeah. Uh, but week in and week out. So let, this is not just an October thing. Right, yeah. This is not all-the-time So let's not have this be just an October thing. This is an all-of-the-time all the, t- all of the time kind of thing, Right. Sunday in and Sunday Sunday out. What I want people to be reminded of is salvation is of the Lord. It's in Christ, and maybe we don't get give it more attention because we're busy telling people how to live their lives and sure. um, yeah. mining the Bible for timeless, timeless truths, truths. Because it's a it's a book of principles telling you how to live your life, which is not true. Uh, even though everything the Bible says is true, ultimately it's a book about Christ, Christ and yeah. redemption found in Christ. So. With that in mind, um, I think maybe it's because we don't emphasize it enough, maybe because we don't believe it, Hmm. Um, at least functionally. Sure, functionally. Okay, yeah. Okay, so stop and think about this. If we really thought this was true, I mean, Uh mean, if if you really, really, really thought you could be saved from your sins and avoid an eternal hell, like forever. Right. Right? And you could be reconciled with the God of the universe who knows everything— if that really were true, I think we would talk about it all of the time. Sure. I think we would sing about Christ, we would pray in the name of Christ. <laughs> we would <laughs> we would rest in Christ. We would boast in Christ. We would join the apostle Paul and say, I I determined to know nothing among yeah. you except Jesus Christ and him crucified for shorthand. I think it doesn't get more attention because maybe maybe we just don't actually really believe it. It hasn't gripped us. Um, it's unfortunate that we don't have the same kind of zeal that we had the first day we were believers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and maybe one other thing I would mention is maybe we don't give it more attention because we actually don't want people to have assurance. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we kind of like to control people and we kind of like to, I mean, if you, because if it's really true, you have assurance, right? Yeah. Christ paid it all. It is finished. One mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. He said, I will give you rest. I've got rest. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to be subject to the manipulative whims of. You know, the talking head with a $10,000 right. $10, smile right, right? or or whatever it is. So I think assurance is a wonderful thing. It comes from the sufficiency of Christ. And what we want to do is animate people, right, right, right. out of a position of uh, gratitude. So we're resting yep. and out of gratitude that should animate us. And then we do true good works, not for our assurance per se, fundamentally, but because we have assurance. Yeah,
0: that's good. Well, we want to thank you for joining us here on The Pactum today. We're so thankful for all, for all of you in The Pactumverse. You can find us online on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us, connect at thepactum.org. We'd encourage you to go to our website, thepactum.org, and check out the online store there. We've got some Pactum gear you can check out, but also that Pactum coffee is there. So make sure to pick up your bag of beans and enjoy the Tenebrous Dark Blend. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Pactum.